This is the Find Your Forte podcast, Technique Tuesday. You have the passion. You have the education. Now it's time for the inspiration. Get ready to step up to the podium with purpose. This is the Find Your Forte podcast with choral director and lifestyle entrepreneur, Ryan Guth. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Find Your Forte podcast, bringing you another Technique Tuesday. Remember, Choir Nation, that if you'd like to see the show notes for this episode, which are pretty extensive for this one, you're going to head over to ryanguth.com forward slash TT043 for Technique Tuesday 43. Again, ryanguth.com forward slash TT043. If you are streaming this on iTunes or Stitcher or Podcast Republic or any of those uh, popular apps, Google Play, things like that for your for your podcast, you can also scroll down uh, in the player and you should actually see the show notes there as well. It's basically a bulleted list of some of the thoughts that I'm going to be speaking about today uh, when it comes to should you be getting your master's degree or not. I'm going to speak about the reason that people choose to leave their teaching job and go back to school, uh, give you a simple cost-benefit analysis that you can use to determine whether school makes sense for you, what you should look for uh, in in the program from a cost perspective, and what you could do besides returning to school. So, This is going to be an interesting episode. I believe this really hits home in my particular niche, and I do feel like the Find Your Forte podcast niche is those upper-level middle school and high school public choir directors and uh, that are about five to seven, maybe ten years into their career. And sometimes, you know, you have a, a real reason in your mind as to why you may want to bail right now and just go back to school. I, I felt that way too. And uh, we'll, we'll just go down a list real quick as to some of those reasons. This is not a comprehensive list, but these are the first things that came to my mind. So I would say that one reason is that maybe you're bored in your current job. Your job is too stressful. Your current position is the wrong fit for you. Maybe a master's degree is required by your state or the district in which you teach. Maybe you're looking for a significant other. Grad school may be a place where you'll pick up a significant other if you didn't find one in undergrad. I know uh, that we sort of pigeonhole ourselves into thinking that maybe we'll find a significant other in school, uh, and we're disappointed when that American dream does not come true. But that's also a potential reason. Maybe you need to satiate a need to feed your brain, which after feeding so many kids' brains, countless kids' brains for the last five, seven, ten years, you know, you feel like you need to feed your own, and I, I totally get that. Maybe you feel like you need to feed your ego. You know, you got to get that that framed master's degree on your wall to make you feel good about yourself. God knows that could be a reason. Or maybe you're just delaying reality. And I think that is one of those ones that if we really dig deep, that might be a reason as well. So um, those are some of the reasons. Clearly, that's not a comprehensive list, but um, you may have your own. But I feel like those are some of the more common reasons. So we have to think first about a cost-benefit analysis for deciding to go back to school. Is this a good idea or not from a financial perspective? So let's let's talk about that. This is a real detailed portion of this episode. So 
Again, if you want to see the show notes, you're going to have to, to go to ryanguth.com forward slash TT043 or find the show notes uh, in the description of this particular episode on your podcast player. So the first question I have is, do you have a choral education job right now that you're thinking to get your master's degree? Do you have one right now? And if so, what is your current salary? And what would your new salary be after you achieve a master's degree? Can you get a sabbatical in your current position? Now, I have a very dear friend, John Wilson, uh, who was early on this show. Uh, he had an episode back, uh, it was episode 19, um, which is uh, Unlocking Your Choir's Musical Curiosity. John is one of my closest friends, and you know he was actually granted a, a year sabbatical and he was uh, you know, in a fully funded position for his master's degree and was able to work out a schedule um, with his school and his university so that he could you know, get some requirements done over the summer. He could get some things done during the school year, during a sabbatical. Uh, he would retain some of his salary, um, and, and it was really a great position. Now, John was very, very busy, but... Uh, that's that's one of those things. You may have a situation where where you can you can be granted uh, that that privilege if you're a valuable position in, uh, in your district and you're a valuable person. Um, would you get rehired by the same uh, school or district if if you uh, if you left? What is the cost to your program of you leaving? And leaving and coming back, potentially, um, if you leave for a year, if you leave for two years. Uh, I have another friend who, who got a two-year sabbatical uh, and, and is coming back. What may happen to your program uh, if you've been there for 10 years and you've built this program and you leave and come back after two? Uh, could be a whole different program. So if you're if you do not have a, a choral education job right now and you're considering a master's degree, are you just delaying reality? Are you just out of an undergraduate education and feel like you want to go straight into a master's degree? Um, if you haven't been hired yet after applying or interviewing around, uh, that could be a problem for you as well if you don't have a job. Uh, that could really come down to, to interview skills. That could come down to resume skills. That could come down to all sorts of things that, are, that they don't teach you in college, but you really, really need to know. You should definitely start um, soon by listening to Kyle Karam's episode, episode 53, uh, ryanguth.com forward slash 053, uh, Mastering the Music at Job Hunt with Kyle Karam. He's been on the show um, a couple times, actually, and uh, uh, he's always a, a re really valuable guest. So maybe if you're not getting jobs, you should think about those, those parts of the music at job hunt that you're getting wrong. Um, maybe you haven't applied anything yet. Maybe you're afraid of rejection. That could be a problem as well. So uh, we need to solve those internal problems uh, before we think a master's degree is going to help us uh, in the future. But uh, more on that uh, coming up in this episode. Uh, would you really be a more attractive candidate after the degree? Like, why? 
Why would you be more attractive? Remember, you cost more if you have a master's degree, and a master's degree and zero experience is more expensive than a master's degree, I'm sorry, than a bachelor's degree with zero experience. So think about that for a second. Okay, now what is this going to cost? This is the biggest part of this episode. What is this going to cost? And I was looking around and I was trying to do some research for you all. And I, I noticed that the average online MM degree is about thirty thousand uh, dollars out the door, and that's not including any travel you may you may need um, to incur if you need to go uh, for a summer to do a thesis or something like that, or a recital or, or whatnot. So around thirty thousand dollars, and you can do this while you teach full time. You could go to a private school. There are some great private schools out there um, that have great Coral MM programs that could cost you upwards of $80,000 if you don't have an assistantship. And with some of those bigger programs out there, uh, masters do not have assistantships, only the doctorates do. So um, you need to be careful when looking at those private schools. Now, if you have a state school um, right here in, the, in New Mexico where I teach, uh, I could actually get a degree for about $7,000 a year, uh, maybe even less if I have an assistantship. Um, so I'm looking state schools maybe between twelve dollars and $20,000 without an assistantship. Uh, a fully funded school would be a wonderful option, right? Yale, uh, the new program with James Bass at UCLA is also fully funded. That could be a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, and now we're going to go over some of the more detailed financial parts of, of the fully funded degree uh, in just a second. Uh, maybe a summer program. A summer program could cost you as much as an online program or even more. I know Westminster Choir College has a great one. Um, you know, Hart School of Music has a great program over the summer. And I'm sure there are many, many more out there as well. So those are some of the different kinds of programs and the costs associated with them. So now let's talk about how long it will take to make up for the cost of the degree. This is the staggering part. The thing that we as musicians maybe do not do not delve so deep into and we we really should because you know, we're not financial people, we're music people, but guess what? You got to be a financial person if you're going to be throwing this much money at your degree, okay? So so let's just say you make $50,000 per year now, and after deg your degree, you'd make $55,000 a year. After taxes, the difference would be just under $4,000 a year, remembering that tuition is paid after you are taxed on your income. So if you're paying for your own tuition, you're paying with, with after-tax money, right? So maybe you're making an extra $5,000. It's only really about $4,000 after that about 20% or so of income taxes. Now, I'm not a CPA, and you should obviously check with a financial professional before taking my advice, but I'm just doing some rough math here. If you go to a state school, it may take you about two to four years after your, your, uh, uh, your master's degree to break even. If you go to a private school, and this is crazy, if you go to a private school that doesn't offer scholarships and you take out loans... Uh, you'd be paying about $400 to $600 a month over a 30-year period at current interest rates to pay for school. 
That's $4,800 to $7,200 per year for 30 years and possibly over $200,000 after interest um, for your premium private education. Now, man, I went to a private school and I'm still paying for my undergrad, okay? But tuition has risen and if I go back to the same institution, I'm going to be in major debt. Now, if you do an online summer program while you teach, you might break even after six to eight years. Now, you may be saying, well, what if I pay as I go? What I'm telling you is, is the break-even point is after you've made that money back, after the difference between your master's and your bachelor's degree pay. Okay, now, fully funded programs are the best option, right? Your Yales, your UCLA's, okay? Those fully funded programs uh, still require you to pay for your living expenses, so you're going to have to get a job while you're there. So remember, you're not going to be able to put all of your time into your education, you're going to have to get a church job, you're going to have to get a part-time teaching job, or teach private lessons, which means you're going to have to become become an entrepreneur, which, I mean, I'm certainly happy to help you with that, but um, that is one of those things that is going to be an issue uh, while you are in a fully funded program. You still got to eat, and you still got to put a roof over your head and clothes on your back, and you may have a car payment because, of course, a few years in, you said, I'm doing just fine. And I'm going to buy myself a car, so now you have a car payment, and uh, you also, you know, need, you know, clothes and and healthcare and all that sort of stuff. So a fully funded program is not free, okay? But it is the best option. And now, if you're currently unemployed and you're thinking about going into massive debt, I'm just going to call you an idiot. You're just an idiot. If you are currently unemployed and you're thinking about going to get your master's degree and going into debt, you're totally nuts. Okay, I don't think that that's a good idea, but again, you should talk to a financial professional before taking my my very blunt and straightforward advice. Okay, now, this is the last section, alternatives to going back to school. Okay, so I'm going to list the problem and a potential solution for you. So here's the, here's the first problem. Maybe you're bored in your current school job. Okay, that is a common problem for for teachers. Um, maybe they inherited a program and they're just doing it as is. Well, it's time for you to start a new initiative at your school. I did that when in when I was in my first year. I was a little bit bored. I said this is not going to be as fun as I hoped it would be. So I actually started. I started two bell choirs, uh, my first year at my middle school, which eventually turned into a much bigger business that made me plenty of money uh, to live in New Jersey while I was a teacher in New Jersey. So um, uh, you could start a new initiative at school. You could build a part-time business after school, which is kind of what I did as well. You could start investing more in the kids and find out what they want and start programs that they might want. Maybe they want an acapella group there, and you could get you know start something like that. New new ensemble. Maybe you could if you have an interest in um, you know in world drumming or ukulele or something. Uh, maybe that'd be interesting for you to learn a new a new type of music education along with your kids. Maybe you don't play the ukulele, but but if you you want to play, you want to learn yourself, you could learn and teach the kids and you know stay a chapter ahead. That'd be a lot of fun for you cuz you are learning and feeding yourself. 
Uh, maybe you want to get to know the community and figure out what they need. Uh, and start something in the community as, as well. So, um, but remember, it needs to be what the community is looking for, something that they can that they can buy into. So that's a way for you to add a little bit more spice to your to your life while you're in your current position. Now, maybe your job is too stressful. And I think you need to recognize and identify an unhealthy workplace. I ended up working in an unhealthy workplace in New Jersey, um, one where I had I had bullies as administrators, and eventually I said enough is enough, and I chose to leave. And um, that is a uh, that is one of those things that is a judgment call that you have to make. So recognize and identify if you're in an unhealthy workplace. Are you gaining weight? Are you, are you eating? Are you not happy getting up in the morning? Um, you know, do you not, are you not excited about going to school? Uh, are you, um, are, do you feel lethargic when you're there? Uh, you know, do you just want to take a nap during your prep period? You know, think about those things. Um, you know, are you being beaten up? Now, remember, I don't want you to be a victim either. I, we, we have no room for victims in Choir Nation, okay? So if you believe that you're a victim, um, you know, that's a whole different can of worms. But if you're thinking, this really is unhealthy, and I've done everything in my power to, to spice up my, my job, um, and, and, you know, if you're being victimized by an administrator or by colleagues, uh, and really you've done everything, uh, and you really have, and you know in your heart of hearts that you're not just making an excuse, then you may need to, to recognize and identify and, and leave an unhealthy workplace, okay? Doesn't mean you need a master's degree, it just means that you need to leave that, that particular position. Okay, now maybe your current position is the wrong fit for you. Could be the wrong demographic. Uh, could be some, a demographic that you're not passionate about. Um, some people love to work in urban education. Some people love to work in upper middle class suburban education. Some people like this, this side of the country. Some people like that side of the country, okay? And you've made some choices and you need to evaluate whether uh, your current position is the right fit for you. We want to make sure that it's the right fit because you want to do the best by those particular kids. So um, keep an open mind geographically and start applying for other schools. Uh, For example, I moved all the way from New York to Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's lower pay, and obviously I have uh, additional revenue streams, but uh, it's lower pay, but it's also lower living expenses. Uh, that is that is something that is uh, very important to consider. You know, oh, I'm making seventy five thousand dollars a year now, and if I leave, I'll make fifty. And I, if I go that other place, well, but remember, you're not going to be paying the same amount in rent. You're going to be in traffic less and all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's a very real thing to consider. Okay, and then maybe the problem is you're you're required by state. Uh, uh, to get uh, your master's degree, or maybe your district requires you to get your master's degree. So I think in that situation, the solution is to choose the most responsible option for you um, from an ROI standpoint, from a return on investment standpoint, uh, just like I spoke about earlier. Rewind the episode and listen again. Okay, Maybe you're looking for that significant other. Here's my solution. One word, Tinder. 
Or I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Tinder does work, by the way. It does work. Um, start becoming a person of value. That's what I say. Start becoming a person of value. People of value are attractive. Uh, we could do a whole episode on dating. I promise you we could do that. Uh, start volunteering uh, where your target spouse may be. Maybe sing in the local choir. Go to church. Work at the SPCA on the weekend. Start a blog or a podcast, attend conferences. Better yet, apply to speak at conferences. You meet such cool people at at things like that. Maybe you go to meetup.com and see if there's anything happening in your area. You know, if you're lonely, join the kickball league. Get fit. Go to the gym. Join a social club. I was a part of a social club called Ivy uh, in New York City, and they have chapters all around the country. If you go to ivy.com, um, just tell them Ryan Guth sent you. Uh, I think they have chapters, and this is a plug for them because I've done a, I've, I just love them so much. If you go to ivy, ivy.com, they have chapters in New York, Chicago, Miami, uh, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, um, I just all over. I mean, they're opening one in London. I mean, so if you're in one of those major metropolitan areas, go to ivy.com. Tell them Ryan Guth sent you. Uh, they know exactly who I am. So, um, you know, you could, you could meet people, uh, go to lectures with them. You could uh, do all sorts of... It, Ivy really is an alternative to a master's degree. We've talked about that. Um, and I was their New York ambassador. So um, I would absolutely recommend ivy.com. So they don't pay for that plug. I, I just... I just think uh, they're a wonderful organization. So, uh, okay. So, if the problem is that you need to feed your ego, you're totally in it for the wrong reason. Okay. What will kill your ego is if you have massive debt and no job when you leave your degree. That is just huge. That will that will destroy you more than you even realize. Okay. Because if you think if you think a master's degree is a simple fix for your for your insecurities, it is not. Okay. It is absolutely not. How about delaying reality? That could be your problem. Again, um, you'll be in more pain because your brain will punish you for being a little biatch in the long run, okay? Um, if, if you are just, just avoiding pain, uh, you won't be able to do it. You cannot outrun the pain. You're just going to delay it. So you best dive in and start being a person of value, apply for those jobs, um, go to as many interviews as you can, Work 10 times harder than you think you need to work. And speaking of 10 times, I'm going to put in the show notes a link to a book by, uh, by um, Grant Cardone called 10X. You need to read that book. Uh, it is a book that will change the way you look at life, the way you look at work. I'm going to add that to the show notes for this episode. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of Choir Nation, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. You can always reach out to me on Facebook at the Choir Nation Facebook group. It's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation. Uh, join my email list. I am doing a massive rebrand on the Find Your Forte podcast very soon. It is changing its name. I am changing up elements of my website, and the whole branding piece is going to be very different come 2017. So join me on Facebook. Go to my website. Sign up for my email list. I'll make sure um, that you that you see all those, those new things coming down the pike. We are having... Uh, online training courses all the time, uh, that we're going to have a whole new membership platform for people that are interested in learning how to work 
smarter, not harder in their choir program. And this is this is my unique value to the choral world is that hacking choir. So uh, that is what I'm going to share with you beginning in 2017. If I've not shared enough with you already, but we're gonna just we're gonna double down in 2017. Uh, if you like this episode and you like the podcast, you're tuning in over and over again. I would love it if you would support the show on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash find your forte. A $1 per episode pledge uh, at minimum that will give you access to any of the online trainings that I am doing through the Find Your Forte podcast. I have one right now on making beautiful concert programs with the free tool canva.com, which is an online graphic design tool. Uh, For $1, if you just go there and you pledge $1 right now, you can get that that canva.com tutorial, about 45 minutes, you'll be making beautiful, beautiful, not ugly and crappy, but beautiful concert programs um, using a free tool uh, like canva.com. So uh, there are many ways to support what I'm doing. Uh, There are, uh, hopefully I am supporting you in your professional mission uh, to be the best choir director you can be. And I hope that I was able to help you step up to the podium with purpose today on the Find Your Forte podcast. Thank you so much for being a member of Choir Nation. I love you, and I will see you tomorrow for my wonderful episode with the great Jeb Mueller of the University of Houston. Thank you so much, and I will catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Find Your Forte with Ryan Guth. As always, join Ryan online at www.ryanguth.com for detailed show notes and discussions on every episode. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Until next time, be amazing.